It's so nice to see you all again. It is time for my story, Lunar Equinox, to come to a close. We have been through quite a lot with these characters, but part four, otherwise the finale, is finally here. It has been amazing working with such a talented cast and crew on this project. We hope that they will continue to lend us their voices in the future. Now, in part three, we witness the truth about the Coven's past, an interesting pairing, and the Equinox ritual finally complete. Now, as we move into the results of the ritual, our music composer, Donald Stapleton, is continuing to bless our show with his melodic tunes. Joining us in telling it is Edgy Box, Jordan W. Anderson, Minnie Boca, Benji Maple, Tiz Rome, Ben McElfatrick, Nessa Moore, Nen Kelson, E. Sheeran, and Doyen Ayoade. As always, viewer discretion is advised. Now let's gather around the fire for Lunar Equinox Part 4. My children, my coven, a star, my friend, what did we do? We were young and stupid. Eternal life has its downfalls. The proper equinox doesn't happen again for a very, very long time. Well, then we wait. We do the ritual differently this time. We unlock the magic and eternal life for us and our followers. What does it matter if we unlock it for everyone? It means everything. I have an idea. Do you trust me? <laughs> I've trusted you with my life since we were children. Then, old friend, let's save our loved ones and the world. Turns out, Helia was scared. She should have been. In order to complete the ritual, we had to kill the leader of the creature she used to slaughter our coven. I love the poetic irony. Poor Lysander. I'm sure he has some severe PTSD from this thing. I don't doubt his abilities for a second, though. Ostar and I gave each other a glance and a nod, reminding her that the plan was on. Oh, that's right. I forgot to tell you that part. This goes back to when I first returned to the Coven Grounds and went with her to update my wardrobe. So, <laughs> not completely Basilia, are you? What do you mean? Honey, I'm old, but not naive. Atlas told me not to tell anyone. If they don't notice, then you shouldn't. However, you need to go through with the Equinox ritual at all costs. Especially if you want to get home. She said home. Is it really an option to go back? The ritual just releases magic back into the world and makes us stronger than we are now. How will that help me get home? That isn't my question to answer. 
I'd like you to speak with someone. Someone who, unlike me, knows anything and everything about you. Who? She walked to her table and lit a candle. Ing lai, ti shir ka, ope la oi, tai en dai, ama e fe, kine e, lai fe, e zing ein, crescent. There was a gust of wind that blew out the candle. Her markings flickered barely before showing on her skin. They looked different from mine and Atlas's. Where ours were straight and boxy, hers was curved and fluid. She nodded towards her bed, and I looked. There was a woman seated on it, and thanks to Basilia resting inside me, I knew who this woman was. I didn't speak at first. Amber, I presume. <laughs> How's my daughter treating you in there? Crescent, I don't want to be disrespectful. Child, I'm dead. You can't disrespect me. Besides, I've been waiting for you. For me? Of course. I've been pushing my coven and children for ages, trying to get them prepared for the ritual. But I was missing a key aspect of it. Something I couldn't accomplish with Atlas for. Well, that's not important right now. It will come with time. What aspect are you talking about? I know I'm acting really calm, but I'm beyond terrified at this whole situation. My boyfriend was killed by someone who claimed to be my brother, and I can't feel anything about it. I cut another soul thrown into my body, which, by the way, she's been keeping me very calm and helping me out with it, all of this. Which is amazing, and I'm grateful, but either way, now I'm talking to a ghost? She smiled and stood. Amber, I do apologize for your pain or lack thereof. Atlas will answer for that in due time. What we needed was a split heart. One who feels like they belong, but feels they have another home. I don't feel like I belong here. Basilia does, but me? I've never felt this uncomfortable in my life. Maybe not yet. But I foresee an event that I'm sure Astara has seen as well. You'll have the split heart we need. Then the true purpose of the ritual will come to pass. What is the true purpose? She smiled and shook her head. I wanted to vomit. I was even more terrified now than I was before. It does bring magic back. There's a cost to everything. Isn't that the cost of the sacrifices? No. They will return to life if the ritual is completed. Then what is the cost? Our immortality. What? Those living will consider new life from now until they die. Those who are trapped in spiritual limbo will be born into bodies to live their last life. I don't understand. I could feel Basilia was calm. She wanted this. Were they tired of living forever? It may be hard to understand. I've read some books in which shows that depict immortality. Usually they want it to end, and rightfully so. 
Even with my coven, it is lonely and painful watching your loved ones die time and time again. Most of us just want it to end. The ritual will do that for us. It'll also actually make us weaker. No one else knows that, do they? Only the... Well, technically, four of us. Thanks to the lock on their memories, they won't find out. Even if there was no lock, Star and I have handled that. They won't find out until it's too late. Just do your job. Help perform the ritual. This was even more confusing to me than everything else going on, especially back then. It wasn't until I killed Atlas and Basilia put the thought into my head to be binded to Lysander that I understood what Crescent meant by a split heart. I wanted to go home to my dad and the hangouts with Kai and Mindy. I still wished I could grieve over Chris, but being bound to Lysander, that was an amazing experience. I had never felt a connection like that. And then that night, well, that was a different story, but I want to be with him too. For now, I'm still Basilia. We kill the creature, and the ritual is complete. This wasn't part of the ritual. We gave the sacrifices, I don't get it. You guys didn't pay attention when they taught us about it. We have to get this over with. I'll stand by you. Fuck this, I'm out! She goes to leave and Lysander starts to run after her, but I grab his arm. Why should we let her run? She's bait. Lysander's eyes grew wide, but he nodded and relaxed himself. I grabbed his hand, interlocking our fingers as Ostara joined us, and we walked off in the direction that Helia ran. This can't be happening. We had a deal, you monstrous fuck. I thought you were bound by your word. You humans are the same, really. Demanding this, wanting that. What do you think we got out of it? You think you just intimidated us into helping you? <laughs> of course not. I won't die here. You can't kill me. Are you so sure? They won't let you kill me. The coven you betrayed? <laughs> do not be foolish. I'm sure they want you dead more than we do. You said you would free us. You never delivered that. And now we are back to collect in full. We approached as the creature had her blocked into a tree. It was still a ways away from her. How does it talk like that? They mimic familiar languages and tones. It's how they can communicate without scaring people more given their, uh, appearance. <laughs> Lysander, I want you to get behind it and blast through his chest. But that will... Osara and I only nodded. He looked at me and placed his hand on my cheek. Anything for you, Amber. I felt my face get hot as he teleported away and was about ten yards directly behind the creature. I looked at Ostara and I could have sworn she was crying. Just try and take me then. Helia caused vines to grow from the earth beneath her, ready to attack if prompted. It wouldn't have mattered. 
Lysander, whose family specialized in the element of air, sent a fast shock which split right through the creature, the vines, and Helia. Both halves of the creature fell to the ground and caught in a fire of beautiful green blaze. Helia's pieces hit with a wet plopping sound. Our markings all flared and grew bright, but they seemed to burn off like paper and caught fire. I ran over to Lysander and hugged him. He hugged back and held me close as he looked at Ostara. Is it over? Only one way to know for sure. Shit, Kai and Mindy. We ran back to the grounds and they're still tied up and obviously freaking out. Listen, I love being tied up. I really do. But Amber, we have got to talk about this. You stabbed us. Actually, uh, I believe she stabbed me, and that other cutie stabbed you. Kai, now is not the time. Guys, I'm so sorry. Ostara walked up and tapped their heads, which they then shook and blinked hard. That was some after-party. I must have gotten seriously drunk to end up tied up again. Wait, why am I tied up too? Thank you, Ostara. Of course, Amber. One last thing. She walked over to me and touched my head as well. Lysander, get ready. I felt something getting ripped from my body and I passed out into Lysander's arms. We should get them home. That sounds good. Do I have to leave her? That would be between you and her. I woke up a few days later in my own bed. I had an awful migraine. Maybe I dreamt it all. I rolled out of bed and realized I couldn't feel Basilia anymore. Maybe it was a dream. I sprinted down to the kitchen where I heard my dad laughing. Dad, how long- Amber, it's about time you woke up. I was just getting to know your, uh, husband, question mark? Amber, I'm glad you're all right. He ran and hugged me and I hugged back. It wasn't a dream. I wasn't crazy. The next few weeks were a bit strange. The world slowly found out that it had magic again. That took some getting used to. There were a lot of issues with increased crime, but eventually that all ironed out. Lysander and I got officially married and moved into an apartment that was closer to Kai's house. They decided along with Mindy to throw us a party, and I mean, who doesn't love a good party? The guests of honor have arrived. Amber, Lysander, drinks and food are in the kitchen. We have a surprise in the living room and we have to get it ready. You guys know I hate surprises. I'm sure it will be great. You don't even know. No peeking. They left us in the kitchen and I poured us both a glass of wine. Your friends are really growing on me. They do that. I'm surprised Kai hasn't tried to sleep with you yet. You're the only one I want to sleep with. Sweet talk me a little more and maybe you'll have an enjoyable night. (laughs) (laughs) Come in, guys. We walked into the living room and are met with Kai and Mindy yelling. Surprise! Surprise! My mouth dropped but quickly turned into a smile and Lysander and I ran to hug Ostara. We found your mom, Lysander. (laughs) It's so nice to see you two again. She brought along your two cousins. 
My cousins. I'm sure you'll recognize them. As she spoke, up from the couch stood Atlas, who turned and smiled at us. Next to him was a girl. When she stood, I almost fainted. Yeah, I thought it was weird too. Lysander, are you sure your family isn't related to Amber's? I am more than positive. Atlas, Basilia, it is very nice to see you. She looked exactly like me! Lysander shook Atlas's hand and hugged Basilia, then she walked over to me. I shouldn't say much. It's your party after all. I just wanted to thank you. You're welcome. I guess maybe I was supposed to be here? The four of us shared a laugh and proceeded to get trashed at Kai's request. At my party, no one will get tied up for getting too drunk, unless they want to. So let's have fun. Also, Atlas, you look like a really cute guy I saw in a dream once. Atlas shot me a look and winked at me. Ah, he must have been handsome if he looked like me. As the party went on and Mindy started with various games, I pulled Astara to the kitchen. It's only been a few months. Didn't they need to be born or something? We were never sure how it would work. The book said they would be revived for their final life. It never specified if it would be how it always was. What about the rest of the coven? We didn't save Helia's soul when she last died. She is gone for good. We haven't found Crescent and their father yet, but we have been trying. We found a few people, though, here and there, enjoying life as normal humans. I need to ask, did you know everything would turn out the way it did? Up until the resolving of the ritual, yes. Why did Atlas... Crescent told him that Basilia would try to ruin the ritual, that he would have to defend Helia. She did this while we were talking in Lysander's tent. You knew? I did. It was a necessary evil. Crescent sacrificed her own son to make this happen. That is crazy. This had been planned for many years. Why do you think you were adopted and taken from us? I guess you guys thought of everything. Did you guys find Lysander's parents? No. We haven't found any of his family yet either. It's troubling, but I figure they will turn up eventually. I'm also looking for my son. You have a son? I do. I was training him to be a high priest when everything happened with Helian. He died. I really hope to find him soon. I hope you do too. Amber, it's your turn. Come on. We better go. Enjoy your party, child. Take care of Lysander. He can fight, but he's as timid as a mouse. I heard that. Come on, guys. We will have to leave soon. Come spend some time with us. Who knows when you'll ever see us again. I laughed and Ostara and I walked in and joined whatever game they were playing. It was a great time. It was probably the most fun party I had ever been to. It was awkward when we found out Kai had hooked up with Basilia in the bathroom while we were all occupied. But I got over it. After they left, we didn't see Atlas or Basilia again. Ostara kept in touch and we saw her every year for Samhan. A few years later, Lysander and I had a son. I told him to pick his name, as I really liked names from the coven.
I have been dreaming of a name since before we found out you were pregnant. If it's alright with you, I would really like to name him that. What's the name? Varden. That name sounds special. I love it. After Varden was born, we saw a lot more of Astara. It kind of makes you wonder. A nice end to a tale with such uncertainty. As the series of Lunar Equinox comes to a close, our next episode will send us into a hiatus as we work on our next production. We had previously announced it would be our story Jade's Apprentice. This however might not be the case due to various out of our control circumstances but we will eventually bring that tale to life as well. Nonetheless, we will return with more stories. Our next episode features works from two authors, and we hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as we did. The Black Flame Campfire would like to thank those in the cast and staff for making this possible. Most importantly, we would like to thank you, our listeners. Until next time, won't you join us around the fire? <laughs>